Okay, Bishem Hashem Nasim Nasiach Laws of Shabbat. Um, we know that um, this year we're trying to do the laws of Shabbat as a protection for all the soldiers and wartime. Because it says if we keep Shabbat, Hashem keeps us. And like we said in the Messiah, Yesharim, we Jews are one heart. And, or one thing. So one of the things that's forbidden to do on Shabbat that I wanted to talk um, very um, practically about is that on Shabbat, we wanted to talk about Obviously, it's forbidden to write anything. That's why pens are muksa. And it's also forbidden to um, rip. So the most classic thing is everybody from Jews either put baby wipes or tissues in their thing because we can't... You can do a rip on the like actual thing, but you can... Yeah, that's... Actually, um, maybe next week we'll go into that. Believe it or not. Is that part the Rabbanon or the Raita? of like tearing it on the... It could be it's the right, I think. Really? Yeah, so oh, like yeah, so as from Jews, every from house yeah, knows. Like, I mean, in the olden days, in the eighties and nineties, I don't know, people were reluctant to put tissue boxes in their bath, whatever. There, was, there was a lot of people that would like one of the girls or kids as uh, preparing for Shabbat used to go ahead and uh, cut all the toilet paper and make it into a neat, put it into a neat box, like make a whole stack of them. But nowadays, I mean, people just have baby wipes or um, thing, but the um, I just I just wanted to go into to practicality. Uh, any question you have, hold on to it. We'll talk about it after the after the thing. Because don't forget, it, we have to make the ice cream. But in the um, the um, now just to define the malacha. So today we're gonna believe it or not touch upon three different of the. Okay, so to review. Because uh, we have a lot of viewers, I see I have viewers in China, Brazil, all around the world on YouTube. So we want to, in each class, kind of give a little, and I apologize for the most sophisticated people, but Shabbat, as a Jew, we are not allowed to work on Shabbat, which is again talked about a lot in this week's parsha, Kitisa. Uh, work is defined by the 39 constructive actions that was necessary to build the tabernacle, which is again the subject of the uh, five parshas, Truma, Tetzava, Kitisa, Vayakal, Pekude. One of these three is, um, we're not allowed to, like we said, rip. We're not allowed to write. We're not allowed to erase. And we're also not allowed to uh, build. The last of the 39 malachas is actually the most complicated one. It's called Makabapatish, which is, they used to like, hit something, the anvil on a hammer, it's like the final blow that makes it into a final product. And perhaps uh, we'll go into that more also. It's on my um, syllabus of different malachot to go to. But let's just define what it means to um, rip on Shabbat. It says ripping on Shabbat is actually the opposite of what we talked about last week, or a few weeks ago, which is tofer. We're not allowed to sew either on Shabbat. So on Shabbat, you're not allowed to glue or definitely through the uh, art and profession of stitching, bring things to two things together. The essence of ripping, and I'll read it from this wonderful sefer called Or Halacha. He says, You have something soft like tissue, like uh, toilet paper, something soft. You want to make it into two. 
So you're trying to detach them from themselves. So he says, if you, like what you were asking, if when you rip something, you're doing it in a destructive manner, which is the whole subject of today's shear, that's, that's not forbidden from Torah. Because you know, the overarching rule is, and that's why I would urge everybody to see my favorite shear. Baruch Hashem, I've given over a hundred of these modern halacha shirim over the year. Um, my, I think my favorite one, personally, that I had the most enjoyment was the one of walking in front of LED lights and um, you know motion detectors and all that. But it, you know the, the and and I, I want you as my student body to realize that the details are very complicated. There's like thousands of laws of Shabbat if you really want. To, but if you understand the general rules, then you could apply the details in your right. That's the whole three levels of Chachma Binavadat Shabbat. On a Torah level, it's only forbidden melechet machshevet, which is a constructive work, which you're going to end up with a beautiful final product, right? That's why, like, turning off lights on Shabbat is always the Rabbanan, unless you turn off a barbecue and you want to reuse the coals for later on in that day, right? You know how some people, they preheat the coals so that later on when they turn on the barbecue, it'll catch on in a second. They have to wait half an hour for it, right? So that's at the end of the day, whenever, whatever you do on Shabbat has to be melechet machshevet. So if you are ripping something, but by destroying, like my wife just told me something shock, the new millennials, it's a new man thing to go to a rage room. There's like this room, oh, you pay yeah, some money, yes, yes. and they give you axe, and you destroy everything in the room, like a Meshuggah. Actually, it was in the Jewish home. A postdoc wrote that this is four reasons you go. You're going against four of the Torah's laws. Perhaps after this year, we could go and give a shir on. But, but what I'm trying to say is, Shabbat. The Rabbanan always wants want you to not even be near near. So they want to, you know, like last week we learned that for the Araita to make a knot, according to the Rambam and how we paskin, right? Any knot that's professional and Permanent is Deoraita. So same thing here. It's only Deoraita if what you're cutting is a constructive thing because part of tailoring is you need to cut a lot of things to put them back together because sometimes, you know, so the, um, right, exactly. Like let's say you have a, uh, like a patch, right? So you, you need to like kind of cut around the patch to put a good new thing in. Only that's Deoraita. Because you're really destroying in order to do something productive, right? The Rabbanan came and to further us from it, even if it's not Malachas Machshevet, even if it's not a constructive work that is going to bring a good final product, they also forbid that. But just to, so in the Mishkan, where, where did we have this Malacha in the Mishkan, right? Because we learn everything, the 39 forbidden stuff from the uh, tabernacle, which is the subject of all these parshas. So it says basically, believe it or not, hard to believe. Uh, this is already, I, I always had a problem with this, but I guess it goes back to the idea that Klal Yisrael, if we don't have Zechut, he said, believe it or not, sometimes worms would devour the curtains of the Mishkan. So it's very uh, disrespectful to the Shechina, to the presence of Hashem, that there should, we want holy temple, but not a temple full of holes in the curtains. So therefore, what, one of the things they needed to do was there was the Taylor Smith that used to work. He was either Cohen probably or Levite, right? 
he, they would bring, they would take the curtains off, like the curtains separating the Holy of Holies, right? That next week's parsha we're going to talk about in any two weeks, right? It's all talking about this stuff. They would have to like, you know, kind of rip it open. And then in order to make it look perfect, they'd re-sew it. So since in the, for the construction and upkeep of the temple, right? They would have to rip in order to sew again on the stitch to make it look perfect. That's why we're not allowed to rip on Shabbat. Now, the number one question, because we always want to deal with the world of practicality, um, Shabbats are starting to get real long again, Shabbat afternoons. The bottom line is uh, potato chip bags. We, uh, we're living in a world where fortunately or unfortunately, we are uh, we have unlimited access to uh, no a lot of the food we eat on a daily basis are it's 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 snack bags. Now the the issue over there is now this applies to all our canned foods and all the bags. The post can deal with it. Is it a problem that? By definition, every time you want to open up any type of bag, snack bag, pretzels, potato chips, whatever, you're ripping. So what's the um, right way to do that Sephardic? Because also, the, you again, I today I really didn't want to talk about the malacha of erasing, but a, t- a lot of times, you know, um, you, you have a lot of writing over there on the snack bag. So why... Is that cre- creating a racing where Frito Lay, you you separate the layman from the Frito? I mean, and all this different writing. So, to be very clear, the Shulchan Aruch says a fascinating halacha. Uh, for those that want to be more sophisticated, it's in chapter Shin Yudalid, which is three hundred fourteen halacha chet. The Shulchan Aruch writes that this packaging of goods is not a new phenomenon; it's an ancient phenomenon. In the olden days, they just used to eat much healthier things. The Shulchan Aruch says, Cholatot shel temarim gargorim. If you have a beautiful fruit basket that's seal, full of sealed, beautiful, ripe, and juicy figs and, and dates, but what happens is they like put a rope. You know how like fruit baskets, they put a, yeah, they tied it, and now you just want to devour all those beautiful, juicy, uh, figs and, Things are, how are you allowed to open up the the uh, fruit basket that has all this like uh, right because obviously they don't want all the stuff to f- spill out. The retailer that's selling it to you right is going to package it very. He's going to tie all these ropes around it, and you know there's going to be a, a like a bamboo. You know how the the bamboo baskets it's going to have a lid on it. So you are you are you just allowed to tear through everything? Guess what? The Shulchan Aruch says if the, the lid of this fruit basket is, um, which is kind of connecting to what we said last week is even has a, uh, you know, a, a deadbolt knot on it, like a, a rope, you can, you can open up the knot, right? Cause remember last week we said whatever type of knot is forbidden to make, you also can't open. So uh, the same way it's Midoraita Asur. To make a permanent professional knot, it's forbidden to untie a per- per- permanent and professional because that's a whole ASIC also. It's like a whole labor to try to, because you're going to reuse, because again, you're going to reuse that rope for another 
type of thing. So that's Asr Minatora, right? That's so. But he's, he says that's not a problem here. You know why? Because the Shulchan Aruch says it so beautifully. He says you can use a knife to rip open the cap, the lid, and the, cut through all the wiring or all the ropes that's um, enclosing the fruit basket. Because he says this is very simple. This is similar to cracking open a nut on Shabbat to get to the what? The walnut, right? The shell of the almond or the walnut to get to the walnut. This is the same thing. And the same way that's not for on Shabbat, that was made by Hashem, the packaging. This is made by human. But the bottom line is you want to eat. And Shabbat is the day that we do a lot of eating. Like they once had a joke, the common denominator of Jewish holidays, they wanted to kill us, they lost, so let's eat. Right? So the um, the bottom line is, based on this, the uh, the Poskim writes, the Kafachaim writes, Rabbi Vadi writes, that if, for us Sefaradim, it's absolutely no problem to open up. Uh, you know, Israelis, for some reason or another, I don't know why, they love wafers. Like, they're very, like, their number one cookie. I think, true. I think they need to make, like, this official state cookie of the state of Israel wafers. So, the, the, um, the, uh, it's open to rip open the packaging that's enclosing, uh, any type of cookie, like a wafer or, um, niar karton al glida or like a, or uh, like an ice cream, ice cream, individual ice cream bars, right? You got to rip open the packaging. That's all allowed on Shabbat, even though you are ripping. In Israel, if you ever been, have you guys been to Israel? A lot of their, uh, even uh, milk is in packaging. You know, they put it in those, yeah, it's like in these, um, well, definitely the card, yeah, they're like in a um, waterproof package, and then, then you need to cut with a scissor the tip of it, and then they put in this special thing they have, and then they pour it. It's actually, uh, saves money on the, uh, weight, you know. So he says all of this is fine, and you could even use a, uh, knife to open up the milk carton or the milk, uh, packaging. And anything, all of these snack bags that we mentioned before, there's two reasons. First of all, it's all the Rabbanan, right? Because, the the number one thing is nothing constructive actually is this is coming out. And also, guess what? When you're done with the packaging, with your snack bag of pretzels or potatoes or what have you, what happens in the end of the day? You throw away the packaging because the packaging even probably isn't to you worth even a cent, right? I mean, the problem is people's marriages have become disposable, but some things is good to be disposable, some things not, right? But you know, and he says in, 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 in all of these above cases, see the Ashkenazim actually are makbid on this. Uh, Torah Masora put out a book for the, the younger kids to learn. He says they hold that you have to like open it on the glue, whatever. They hold that you have to open it under when it's glued. Um, it, it's a bit much. I want to wrap up the shear earlier than later, but for us, Sefaradin doesn't matter. Even where the it's sealed, you know, they use some type of glue to put it, you're allowed to open it up there. That's not a problem for us. Because this you're you're not doing anything constructive here, right? And it's a this is not a permanent Kaliasa. You feel me? 
you're throwing it away. The second you're done with the potato chips, you know, it's in the uh, trash. And it's good to recycle. We're very environment. In this year, we're very em- environmentally friendly. So it says, So he says, basically, the same way you could never, the Shulchan Aruch is basically telling us a very simple thing. The same way it's inconceivable for us to say that you can't crack a nut open to get to the walnut or cashew or pistachio as all the nuts have, you know, we, sometimes it's scary. We live in such a, we're so far away from the farm that we don't know. You know, all nuts basically that I'm aware of, they have a very strong outer shell. What you're eating is like, kind of like the seed of the nut, you know? The outside of it is inedible and then you, you break it open. So the Shulchan Aruch says that it's not a problem. This Ravavadya holds up. This, the, um, Chacham Ben Sion holds up all this. All Sephardic postgame. Thank God. Not like last week that we had a lot of machloket. All Sephardic posts can agree that everything we said now is emet v'yatsev v'kayim. Now the other question that I wanted to address today is are when you open all these different packagings for your wonderful snacks and desserts, how about if you, by opening it, you're um, erasing? Because kind of like, you know, when you, do you have to open it in a very responsible, nice way? Or by when you, because on Shabbat, the same way, it's forbidden to do all these things we talked about to make knots and untie knots and to rip in order to make professional tailoring, right? It's also forbidden to write and to erase. So it's brought down that erasing is not only taking a eraser or scratching off the words of a Sefer Torah, right? Which would be the obvious, they'll write to Malacha because you wrote a, the word Hashem wrong. Instead of writing Hashem, you wrote Yehuda. So the classical malacha of Mochik on Shabbat is that you're trying to erase it in order to make Yehuda into the real uh, four-letter word of Hashem, right? You give off gate. So by you ripping open the packaging, you're erasing the whole ingredients and uh, thing. Is that okay or not? So that, we're going to go to one of the great tragedies that happened many years ago in Bnei Brak. There was a young Sephardic star his name was Rav Moshe Levi. And in the yeshiva world, they said if he would have lived to be long enough, he would have been the next Rav Ovadia Yosef. Unfortunately, he passed at a very young age. Um, but Rav Moshe Levi in Menuchat Ava, chapter 22, deals... So the ripping of the packaging is no problem. Right? You could rip it in any way you want. The second part of this, the flip side of the question is, how about if you were um, you know, cutting through the letters? So he writes over here that um, it's better, if possible, to open up in a res- more responsible way that you don't rip the letters um, in half. You just open the packaging where the glue is and, you know, like a normal responsible way. You're not cutting through any of the letters, which means kind of like you're dividing. Because some hold rabbinically, you know, gets a problem of, this was one sentence or one word, and now you cut it by ripping it in half. But he says, if it's impossible for you, for you, for you to enjoy that luscious, juicy ice cream and, um, uh, and snack, which means inevitably, automatically, you're going to cut through letters is absolutely no problem, right? He's just saying, open up a way that you don't cut the packaging, the packaging is opened up in a responsible, clean way where you don't need to. But if it's impossible, the only way to access the food is to, you know, 
cut through the letters and the packaging. He says it's not a problem. Why? Because again, for sure it's the Rabbanan, this erasing, right? And again, you're not gaining anything. You're throwing away the thing. And anyways, if you're really worried about how to read the ingredients on the packaging of the thing, technically you could you could read align it, right? You cut through it, right? So it's not like again, it's not it's not a problem. But he actually brings something beautiful, which I wanted to say. He he holds even according to the Ashkenazim, it's okay. And this brings me back to the general rule. We Sefaradim, if you remember a few weeks ago when we talked about the LED lights, the reason why uh, LED light that's based on a motion detector isn't a problem so much if you don't own the light, it's the neighbors and randomly going off from the city is because it's called So even if you want to take the most hardline approach, that it's some form of rabbinical erasing cutting through the packaging, but it's called means it's going to automatically happen You don't care about it, right? So Rav Avadia and both Rav Moshe Levi, the great Sephardic post, and many of them hold that anything that's rabbinically forbidden, right? You're going to go, you're automatically, inevitably, it's like, what it means is you can't cut off the head of a chicken without it dying. But the question here is, it's psikresha, but you don't have any benefit from it, right? You don't care about the ad- outcome. And plus it's only rabbinically forbidden. So therefore, here in the case of the ripping through the letters also, okay, by you opening the packaging, for sure you're going to erase the letters. But the lo you don't care. What benefit do you have that this thing got erased? Is it like the case of the Sefer Torah, where you're trying to write your Sefer Torah's puzzle and you're trying to scratch off, you, instead of writing Yudke Vavke, God's name, right? Amona, you wrote Yehuda. You have no benefit. And I just wanted to quote, Something very interesting he says. He says that he says he says that most he says that the great Yaivitz, which his father was the Chacham Svi. I just wanted to. I, I know a lot of my students asked me to give some history classes, but I just wanted to tell you that it's very sad that some yeshiva bachrim believe that the Sephardic were only we only had the golden generation of the Rambam of the Rishonim, and then later on. During the time of the Acharonim, there were no great Sephardic yeshivas or, 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 that's totally, absolutely false. Only an ignorant person would talk like that. The Sephardi, in none other than Slova, than, um, Slonika, which it was in Bosnia, had great, great Chachamim and Yeshivot. The most famous of them is the Pelioets, right? And so great were their, Yeshivas that a Ashkenazi rabbi from went and learned in the Sephardic yeshivas, and then when he came back to Holland, they called him the Chachamsvi, even though he was Ashkenazi. But since he got his smicha from Sephardic, so the Chachamsvi's son was the Yaivitz. He writes a very interesting thing about this whole issue. He says, "Let's are you allowed to open a letter on Shabbat? Because you know before." the days of uh, email, there was something called snail mail. I don't know if you guys still get that, but, you know, um, so the Yaivetz has a very interesting teshuba in She'elot Ya'avetz, volume two, 
Siman 140, Kufmem. What is the Yaivetz right? The Yaivetz right, he says, Mutar Liftoch, he get it Chatumah B'Shabbat. Before, they would put a seal that nobody, they didn't, it was a confidential letter. So, right? What would they put on the letter? Like even, I don't know if you guys go get your resume from your colleges, they also seal a lot of the letters in order. Yeah, so the transcripts. So the Yaivetz has a Shaila, he says such a letter that is, uh, if you're ripping through the letter, again, this exact Shaila that we have, is that like erasing because you're, you're ripping the letters and you're kind of like, you, it's not legible anymore what it said on the uh, seal. He says it's mutar. And the, even one of the great, he says, whether on Shabbat or Yom Tov, and one of the greatest Ashkenazic Rishonim, the Maharil holds this. And he says, even though there's a mug in Avram, which some poskim bring to, and that's, uh, some Ashkenazi poskim are very makbid, you should know. So that's why you shouldn't think you're crazy. If you go to some yeshivish Shabbaton and people are very crazy, very adamant not to cut through the letters. We base, I, I heard in a shiur, I, my eyes and ears heard from Rabbi Vadia Yosef himself, that one of the greatest Sephardic acharonim, Rabbi Chaim Filaji, wrote the same idea. They said, listen, once you're destroying something and it's disposable, that's the same reason why we don't really, we're, we're not makpid. There used to be a time 70 years ago, the Chazonish right, would write, if you want to open a sardine can or tuna fish can, you need to open it before Shabbat because you're making a kli which is part of this whole suya, because we're talking about opening packaging items. But even I heard from the great posek of LA, Rabbi Bess, and Rabbi Bani was saying this year, he said, you know, people were bad back then. People were so poor in Israel, like my great-grandfather, that they used to, they would reuse the tuna can as like a cereal bowl. But he says, nowadays that you throw everything away, that's not a problem either. But Rav Moshe Levi brings another raya that this whole packaging thing, even according to the Ashkenazim, is not a problem. Because he says that the, um, the Magen Avram that seems to make it problematic, and that's why some Yeshivish people are very with to make sure that they don't cut through the letters of their snacks and stuff. He says that they misunderstood the Magen Avram because the Shulchan Aruch we saw doesn't hold like that. You're allowed to open up the fruit baskets. And he says, I accepted from my master, my father, the great Chacham Svi, that he told me in no uncertain terms that you're allowed to open a sealed letter on Shabbat because you're destroying it and you're throwing... They're, they're not going to reuse the letter, right? They're throwing away the envelope. So same thing here, right? So if Moshe Levi says, even according to the Ash, these Ashkenazic poskim, um, because again, this is totally not even... The Rav Moshe Levi explains, according to the Chacham Svi, which was one of the greatest, by the way, Sephardic, Ashkenazic poskim, he, 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 he says that this is not even rabbinical erasing. Why? How is this rabbinical erasing? Okay, you, you open up the, you, 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 you rip over the package because you want to see a very important letter, right? The poor guy hasn't heard from his daughter uh, halfway across the world, right? So it's Onik Shabbat for him. Um, how, in which. It's a sad letter. Yeah, no, but whatever it is, the bottom line is, is the guy, uh, wants to know what's going on with his relative. Obviously, you know, if it's a business letter, we're not allowed to open up on Shabbat, but this is like a letter from his daughter, from his mother, from his brother, from, from whatever. And he, and he says, 
the bottom line is this is not erasing the Chacham Rab Moshe Levi explains because in the end of the day, if you're so fascinated to know the address of where the letter came from, go and like the FBI does, you know, even if you put something in a shredder, they could re, 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 re reattach it. So he says that according to these poiskim, the Yaivitz and the Chacham Svi, that are even, even in, according to them, even according to Ashkenazim, this is not a problem opening up any, any of these packaging. So Hashem should help us to know that, uh, uh, Shabbat, uh, we should be meticulous in observing these laws. And um, the more careful we keep Shabbat, the more and more we enjoy the Gan Eden light of Shabbat. Um, Hashem should be, help us to get experience the 160th of Olam Haba on heaven on earth that we experience when we keep Shabbat Amen.